That's right. It's that time of year again at the Parkway Theater Podcast. Back to school time. I'm uh, one of your hosts, Matt. And I'm Byron. And I'm Ward from the Parkway Theater. And if you haven't got it from that uh, obvious Adam Sandler, I don't know what to call the way he speaks in these movies, but that obvious Adam Sandler uh, singing, it's, uh, it's Billy Madison this time. And uh, Ward, why are we doing Billy Madison? Well, uh, well, because we're we're going back to school, right? It's that time of the year. Although this year, I think, um, you know, we're all expecting it to go about as well as it goes in Billy Madison. <laughs> so it's it's, it's so it's going to be two weeks, is what you're saying. Every grade is two because it's going to go two weeks. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So maybe and, the entire uh, schooling is going to be two weeks. <laughs> right. Right. Um, uh, yeah, well, and so also we are now uh, coming off of our uh, apocalyptic retrospective of various movies that imagine what it would be like when the world ends. And now we're we're coming into some funny movies or, you know, movies, uh, just some of our favorites and things like that. Uh, so this one is... We're trying well, to uplift. Yeah, we're, we're uplifting. We're bringing an uplifting message. Uh, we, you know, I'm not sure how the drink of the show goes with uh, back to school, <laughs> you know, back to college, I guess is more, more like it. But, uh, but this week uh, we will actually be having a, a special custom cocktail prepared by the Parkway Theater mixologist. So that's a surprise and it will be available. Uh, the recipe will be available on the website later on after this after this episode posts so we're not going to uh give anything away there look forward to that i think that 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 part of the website's amazing by the way there's like i don't know a hundred different cocktails if, if you're into mixed drinks that looks amazing uh but let's let's get on with uh with discussing this movie i i am <laughs> i i have a hot take and i i think probably we should let ward go first possibly just to talk about it. this is one of his favorites so when did you first see it uh, how many times have you seen it why is it one of your favorites uh all right so I, I have a long history a deep long history with this movie uh so when i was in my 20s my roommate uh went and saw this movie and he came he came home and he and he said you guys got to see this movie billy madison i was like that movie looks absolutely terrible and uh, and he said, he was like, let me just give you a taste of this movie. There's a scene where, like, he apologizes to his bully, played by Steve Buscemi, and, and the guy crosses him off his people I must kill list. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that that's pretty funny. 
I think I got to I think I got to check this movie out. And so I went and saw it and it, like it, I liked it so much that when I was in my 20s when I, when I would go on a date with a woman, I would make her watch this movie oh, and wow. I would wow. judge whether a second date was going to happen based okay. on whether or not she thought this movie was fun. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> okay. It's borderline religion for me. Okay. All right. Well, this is going to be blasphemous for me, but uh, you know, I'm realizing that we need to shake the dust off here and I need to actually say uh, before we hear that Byron has never seen this movie, which is coming, <laughs> right, Byron? <laughs> right? <laughs> so I need to say, yeah, so this is, you know, it's Billy Madison, 1995. It, of course, stars Adam Sandler as the titular character, Billy Madison. Darren McGavin is his dad, which I think must have something to do with Shooter McGavin later on in, in the... Darren Adams- McGavern. <laughs> what? It's Darren McGavern, isn't it? No, it's McGavin, just like Shooter McGavin. Oh. But, uh, oh yeah, you maybe know, you're right. Uh, in the and uh, yeah, in the Adam Sandler verse, that's what happens. Uh, Veronica Vaughn is Bridget Wilson Sampras, who I only know oh. from <laughs> I only know from uh, from uh, horror movies. Uh, House on Haunted Hill, I think, is most famous. Um, Bradley Whitford, of course, of of uh, the West Wing fame. Josh Mostel, which I am most loving seeing in this movie because he is one of the co-stars of my other podcast film, which is City Slickers. The best movie of all time, possibly. Uh, he plays Barry Shalowitz. And then finally, I only have listed here the first top ones, and Norm MacDonald, of course. I have no idea, you guys, who the heck that other guy, the fat guy who sits next to Norm MacDonald the whole movie, no idea who that actor is. I don't know if I've ever seen him in anything else. It must be Adam Sandler's childhood friend. Do, do you have some... Uh, you didn't mention that who Eric uh, or who uh, Bradley Whitford plays. Well, he plays. he plays... Eric Gordon, but I don't know. Eric? Yeah. <laughs> I can't hear that name without thinking of that scene. Well, now. Eric is my brother's name, so I just I just say that Eric? that way all the time. <laughs> and I also I also don't know how far down the list um <clears throat> Steve Buscemi was listed, but whatever. I mean, th- th- sometimes they do these these things on IMDb crazy. So this movie directed o- Go I ahead. just wanted to say quick on Norm McDonald. The only reason I know that his character's name is Frank is from when he says, you know, the dad tells him, you know, I gave you clothes. And he says, actually, this shirt is Frank's. See? And then he shows it's got Frank written on the <laughs> underside of the shirt. Right. <laughs> uh, and all these guys, we should say, look so young. And when you watch this movie, you think, man, this was like the cast of SNL, like Norm MacDonald, at least, back just so many years ago. Shockingly, 1995. One of the best years ever, of course. But directed by Tamara Davis, and I, I think I'm going to save what else she's done for a little later on in, in the podcast because it, it kind of comes in to the Parkway Theater's you know, business model. What she's done is, is not so much about movies. It's about other things. Uh, and, and so written by Adam Sandler, no surprise there. I think he may have written every single movie uh, ever that he's ever been in <laughs> because he, he can only be himself in, in this way. Uh, they had $10 million to to make this thing. Comedies, I mean, you don't need that much money. Uh, and they made $26 million, so probably not super productive for the studio, but, you know, they made some. And then this thing has a tomato meter of 40% critic score, Ooh. 79% audience score. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. And finally, the plot summary is, in order to ha- inherit his fed-up father's hotel empire, an immature and lazy man must repeat grades 1 through 12 all over again. 
That's the numbers. I've 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 managed to make it through that. Uh, oh my gosh! Now let's hear Byron say this is the first time he's ever seen this movie. Ah, <laughs> uh, this is the second time I've actually ever only I've seen this movie. Okay. I, I right. did see it a uh, little bit. I I didn't see it when it came out uh, because yeah. I was five, I think, and uh, so yeah. This is probably the this is only really the second time that I've seen it, and uh, I I enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was pretty good, and I mean it's basically a Adam Sandler movie. And I think of an Adam Sandler movie, this is one of them that I think of. I think of like this, or I think of like Happy Gilmore. Uh, in terms of the yeah. comedy, and those are I, the two, yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, I guess short, uh, so yeah, definitely those are the top two. Like when if you were if you were a teenager or whatever, twenties in the nineties, you would think of those two movies. Is there another one that you would throw in there, Ward? I can't. No, and and actually, I, a lot of people like Happy Gilmore more. I, I, I think it's a significant step down for me, but I do. I I like it. It's very funny, but. But it's, I mean, I mean, obviously, this one is just, uh, it's ringing. I, I showed it to my kids recently, and they were like, oh, I finally understand all those things you always say, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. That is, that is a good, that is a good uh, segue into one of the few notes that I took during watching this movie, and that is, like, lines that have made it into the lexicon, into my daily, you know, whatever language that I maybe didn't even wasn't consciously aware that were from this movie. And so I'll give you my four that I remember. Um, the first one, and this may actually more be from the Adam Sandler um, comedy albums. Are you familiar with those from back in the day, Ward? Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So uh, I, so Sloppy Joes, that's from this movie with the lunch lady, right? Uh, yeah, that's yeah. lunch lady land. Right. But I think on his comedy album, he had a whole Sloppy Joe's, Slop, Sloppy Joe's kind of song. <laughs> and, and that one is stuck. Every time I like think to my kids, oh, maybe you know when I was a kid, we had Sloppy Joe's. Maybe I should make Sloppy Joe's. I annoy them by going, let's have Sloppy Joe's, Slop, Sloppy Joe's. <laughs> uh, so that's number one. Uh, number two, of course, is the one I said to Byron before we got on here, which is... So hot, want to touch the hiney. <laughs> uh, that that's everywhere. You hear that everywhere with old men like yourselves. Um, and then the last two come from p- the person I didn't say was in this movie, but who is the largest presence of them all? Of course, <laughs> Chris Farley. <laughs> Rest in peace, Chris Farley. When he says. Uh, I don't have the full quote here because I don't know if I I don't know about the whole quote, but I just put three words. Can can anyone guess what those three words are from from one of his great quotes? That Veronica Vaughn is one fine piece of ace. See, I didn't want to do that one, <laughs> but no yelling on the bus. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good, great, grand. Yes, those those are two. Th- those are the two. So one, he says, "Got it on." And he's doing that arm motion, the yeah, same, yeah, yeah. the same thing he does with uh, with a uh, uh, fat man in a little coat sketch on Saturday Night Live kind of thing. And then and then the other one, you're right, you guessed it, which is great, grand, wonderful. Go yelling on the bus. <laughs> that's just that's the things that just penetrated my mind for the last 25 years about this movie. 
What do you guys have for memorable quotes? I mean, Ward says he can quote them all, but we're going to challenge him on that later. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I, so I, I, there, there's so many of them that just constantly make their way into my day. But yeah, of course, the Veronica Vaughn. I don't know if you can hear this, but that's my that's my text tone on my phone. It's got the uh, Chris Farley, who we. Um, but uh, so that you know, Wait, I hear that. So all, when you get a text, time, when you get a text, it just it goes woo. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. Wow. Yeah. wow. Wow. Uh, so a uh, m- couple of my favorites would be, uh, well, first of all, when I'm not working at the Parkway Theater, I actually have a small startup that I that I, that I work on that's a, a shampoo company, shampoo and conditioner. So you can imagine how many times through my work week in my head I'm going, you know, somebody at work says, shampoo or conditioner and in my head i'm like shampoo is better <laughs> conditioner is better um but my favorite one is every time we used to go we used to drive through orlando every year and we'd always drive by this the swan hotel in orlando and and every time i would yell stop looking at me swan <laughs> and you know my wife could never understand what the hell i was talking about so. oh so she did she not make it past the first date were you forced she, her to she watched it she <laughs> thought it was funny enough that she made it to the second date but i don't think she watched it uh 160 <laughs> times after that yeah <laughs> uh byron what about you what sticks out Oh, well, the really the biggest thing, the biggest impact of that this movie had was, I think we already talked about him, uh, just Chris Farley's cameo, the entire thing, just from him saying, you know, I'll turn this bus around, and him getting hit with the sandwich, and then uh, the who would steal 30-pack lunches, and then he cut to a scene of him sitting there eating all the lunches, and then, the, yeah, the no yelling on the bus. It's, uh, those are some of my favorite quotes. Um one of my other or favorite ones. Or to him ones getting that, a handy uh, from a penguin at the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, something else that always sticks out. Um, you talked about things entering into the lexicon. Uh, O'Doyle rules. That's always one yep, of my favorite yep, ones. I, I that is catch that. myself saying that every time when. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm just trying to be oh, annoying. Yeah. Oh yeah, that is everywhere too. Uh, yeah, this movie penetrates. So I could not have told you if you guys had said to me any of these movie lines. You know, I would say that's definitely Adam Sandler. I would not have been able to tell you if it was Happy Gilmore or Billy Madison or some other movie I'd forgotten that he that he did. Um, but now I realize, oh yeah, this is all coming from this one movie. <laughs> Touch her boob. That's assault, brother. Yeah, right. Be a double dog dare me. Like that one comes up a lot. Yeah, not really, actually. <laughs> Yeah, you make <laughs> a good really. point, that'd Matt, be, that there's Adam Sandler does have a lot and lot of movies, but really it's like this one or Happy Gilmore is really having some of the best, most quotable lines. I mean, yeah, he's, yeah, he's done them like, he, I mean, like what else has he done? Like Wedding Singer and Waterboy and who, I, I'm trying to think of some other ones that he's done, but it seems like he's in a bunch of movies. You know, you're asking the wrong Mortensen because my brother, who's you know less than two years older than me he is much more the the billy the uh adam sandler fan and he could quote uh water boy and all those things i suppose water boy may be up there uh and wedding singer i the only thing i remember about that i think is wedding singer the one 
or is it Wedding Crashers where the guy is singing the song and dropping F-bombs throughout all of it? Because I can't that remember. Is, that's Wedding Crashers. That is old okay. school. Okay, okay, okay. That's, well, that's it's one of those. That's the Dan Band. Oh, you're right. It's the yeah, Dan it's Band school. from old school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't really care about wedding, the wedding uh, singer then. Uh, yeah, no. And then Little Nicky, of course, is the most horrendous of all, of all <laughs> Adam Sandler movies, I think. Probably. Yeah, uh, he's done a l- whole lot of them. I'm looking through his filmography right now. Uh, man, there's a lot of movies here. And I, I really, the only ones that I can remember quotes from are from Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, and uh, uh, Waterboy. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. You know, I used to kind of, I used to be kind of a little embarrassed to admit that Happy, that uh, Bill, Billy Madison was one of my favorite movies. But I was doing a little research for this podcast. And did you guys see that this is... Robert De Niro's favorite movie of all time? No, it's not. <laughs> no, you're kidding. I'm serious. I'm I, not joking. No. I, I found that online. No, no. Not everything you read I, online is true. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm i going to drop a... Well, I'm, I'm going to wait a second. I'm going to wait. Uh, one, thing, one thing that stuck out at me to me as I watched this movie was how this movie would not get made now i mean uh, and maybe even for the better because this there's a lot of stuff in here i mean a lot of stuff that is kind of over the top and maybe crossing the line and boy it was it was hard for me to watch some of this uh i really have to say that <laughs> and then and then i looked up and i was my jaw dropped when i saw that this movie was directed by a woman i could not believe it <laughs> I mean, really? Are your jaws dropping? Yeah, I guess I'm. I'm actually looking up uh, Tamara Davis. Uh, looking up some of. Well, her don't say anything. Right don't say anything. Don't Byron. I've got this queued up. Don't don't oh, do it. Do? Don't okay. go there. I mean, here's the thing, and we can just go there. She hasn't done other movies. The only other good movie, or the only other movie, I think she's done three other movies, maybe two. The only other one uh, was, and I would say this one's far better from my my college memories far better than this movie half-baked i loved half-baked when i watched <laughs> thank it. thank you i was waiting for you to say that because when you said she hasn't made any other movies i was gonna <laughs> counter with well what about half-baked no uh, no no i that, love you buttercup that's yeah, my favorite <laughs> that is definitely one of my favorite movies as well one of my favorite little uh silly movies I'll tell you um, <clears throat> now. Ward's over there. His jaws dropped. He's dead silent because. Well, I'm just em- I'm embarrassed to say I've never seen Half Baked. Wow, Half Baked. Well, the thing about what? <laughs> have I seen a movie so, and you haven't? Yeah, yeah I think so. Half Baked is Dave Chappelle and and some stoners, and they do a hilarious um, drug deal like uh, Gone Bad situation. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. The problem I have with this movie, I'm going to drop a hot take on you guys right now. And boy, I may never be invited back to the podcast, but this is, this is the, this is myself for this. Yeah. This is the, um, this in my notes, this is the largest note I took in 24 point font in bold. And it says, this is the worst movie I've seen in a decade. What? Ooh, that is a hot take. <laughs> That's a hot take. Although forty percent of uh, you know forty percent uh, Rotten Tomato score for critics uh, maybe backs me up there. The problem I have with this movie is Adam Sandler acts like my five year old for the first forty five of the ninety minutes, and I don't find like that kind of 
obnoxious behavior funny no longer. I mean, as a parent, I now think, oh, I can't handle this shit. <laughs> and uh, and he does that as an adult. That drives me nuts. That's that's the one thing that really got me turned off. So I don't know. Or do you think your your impression of this movie has changed since you, uh, you know, uh, had, uh, had the children or not really? No, I just, I think my maturity level is is certainly stuck back in like 1995 so well that's probably why i still think it's funny yeah i think that 1995 is my greatest i peaked in 1995 so uh so i i I can't argue with you there but i don't i'm rubbed the wrong way by the way that he acts i mean if it was like him going back to high school that's one thing it's him going back to first grade and like like you know saying stupid i just can't i can't get behind that I can't get behind that uh, that humor. I don't. I don't know what to what to do about that. But anyway, I cannot. I cannot hear the word sixty nine anymore without the number sixty nine. <laughs> without <laughs> hearing him say sixty oh, nine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, but, uh, I'm I'm a little uh, I'm a little immature in that sense. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, it didn't really. That joke didn't really go over well for the first graders either. So I don't know if it. Yeah. Whichever grade. I don't, he was I don't think that. my kids got it either. <laughs> Thank God. Well, okay. Well, let so, me ask you this, though. Let me ask you this, Matt. Yeah. Um, serious question about this movie. Um, Meg Ryan or Jack Nicholson? Well, 1974 Jack Nicholson or now Jack Nicholson? <laughs> 1974 Jack Nicholson. <laughs> I think Meg Ryan still. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, that might be a nice segue into... The 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 uh, the trivia segment I have for this week, and it is called. This is is called. Ninety five questions for Ward. Are you ready, Ward? Wow, that's a good. This is this is speed oh, trivia. I like this game. I and, like this game already. And Byron does not have to play. But Ward told us he could quote. He could, he could he could uh, record this podcast and all, and it could be all just him. Doing the movie line by line without uh, without any sort of script, so then I have said that sounds like a serious challenge. That so like a challenge. Oh, so here's the deal: you have 95 questions, and uh, you have two seconds to answer each one. So I will ask them as quick as I can. You will answer them, and if you don't answer them in two seconds, we will move on because obviously we don't have 95 minutes to do this, and no one wants to listen. That so sounds, yeah, very fast. Uh, yeah, it's going to be fast. It's going to be uh, even faster than Trebek could possibly do. So I'm going to take notes here as you get them right or wrong. Question number one. What did Billy like to take in his lunch? Snack pack. Okay, bingo. Got it. What did Billy see when he was drunk? Penguins. Okay, got it. Correct. How many times is Billy Madison's full name mentioned in the movie? Uh, Three. Incorrect. Who wins the pickle race early on there? <clears throat> Billy. Yeah, correct. Okay. Uh, how many people are employed by Madison Hotels internationally? Oh, jeez. Mm. Uh, uh, 1,200. No, 61,000. Uh, oh, what is the name geez. of Billy's third grade teacher? Oh, I can't remember. Miss are you freaking somebody. kidding me? Veronica yeah, Vaughn! sorry. Veronica Vaughn. Oh, okay. the, oh, wait. That's Veronica Vaughn. I was thinking the first grade teacher. Okay. Fill in the blank of this famous Billy Madison quote. Is that it, Dad? Did the blank tell you to do this? 
the penguin tell you <laughs> yeah, to do exactly. it? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Hey, what color is Miss Lippy's car? Uh, I don't know, but I decided to draw a blue duck because I've always <laughs> wanted to see a blue duck. Uh, okay, I'll give you a point for that. <laughs> Miss Lippy, that's what I was looking for. Yeah, okay, got a point for that. Okay, okay, so fill in this quote, Old Doyle, blank. Rules. Got it, okay. Number 10, what did Billy like about the book, The Puppy Who Lost His Way? Uh, I don't know. I guess I just the, liked it. The kids stopped looking for the dog. <laughs> <laughs> what was the first grade Billy had to go back to? The, uh, okay. The first one he had first to go back grade. to. First grade, yep. Uh, what is the name of the old geezer where he gives the flaming poo? Oh, old Mr. Man. Uh, uh, I can't remember. What is it? All right, I don't know. His he name is first name is Ted. Okay, what does Billy think the he best hates video? Poop. What does Billy think the video the best video game of all time is? Uh Space Invaders. Nope, Donkey Kong. Okay, uh, oh, is Donkey what Kong. in what month is Nudie Magazine Day? <laughs> Jeez, the first of the month. No, what in what month? Name a month. Oh, uh February. Nope. Billy asks what time it is, and then someone says February, or oh. someone says October. <laughs> And what does Billy draw on his chest with the sunblock? Start of the movie. Uh, smiley face. Correcto. Okay. What is the name of Billy's third grade friend? Uh, Ethan? Uh, Ernie. That's close. I'll give you that Ernie. one. Yeah. What is Ernie. Billy's elementary school's name? Oh, boy. I could not even tell you that. Uh, Nib High School. I know that. Yeah. I don't know the elementary school. Nib it's Elementary? Called, it's called Polyfector. I don't know what that means. Okay. Oh, is that it, Dad? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that one already repeated. Okay. What word did Billy eventually spell correctly to win the second grade spelling bee? Uh, cow, cow. <laughs> well done. <laughs> what word did Billy spell right to win this? Oh, okay, I already got that. Yeah, they duplicated the words on here. What brand of shoes did Billy wear in the beginning in the pool? Don't know. No. Okay. What is, the first, what is the first name of Billy's dad? Is that it, Dad? I don't know. It's Brian. Uh, how many does Brian. how many kids how many kids does Billy hit when he was playing dodgeball? Were you counting? Eight. Ooh, twelve. That's close. What did Billy? What do Billy and his friends set on fire? Poop. A bag of poop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For Billy's third grade graduation party, there is a rock band singing a song for him. Fill in the blanks. Billy's past the Billy third grade. Past the third grade. The <laughs> Billy Madison way. Uh-huh. Oh, what a blank day. Oh, what a Billy day? No. the Multiple choice. Wonderful, joyful, great, or glorious? Uh, wonderful. Nope. Glorious. Okay, yeah. hold on. Now, we're, we're going we're to cut this short because we're going to only go to 30 questions. So, what was Miss Vaughn's first name? Veronica. Correct. Actually, I stole this shirt from blank. Frank. <laughs> yeah, you already said that one. Uh, okay. Uh, what do Billy and his adult friends race on the window at the restaurant? Pickles. Uh, yeah, exactly. Food item. All right, you're doing pretty good here. And then the last question is, what is Carl's last name? Carl. Crazy Carl. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I don't know that one. Excellent. I'll give it to you. Alphonse. So you scored 15 out of 30. That's a 50%. Ten 10% better than the Rotten Tomatoes score. So I think that's a winner. I think that's a winner. I Byron, think I got to go back and repeat 
and watch this movie again. I mean, if you the, you didn't get these things in the first 160 viewings, I think you're probably <laughs> going to need another 160. <laughs> Yeah. Well played, well played. Thank you for participating. Yeah, I, I'm exhausted. I am going to uh, now go back to the part about this director and say that uh, she has done a lot of music videos. Okay, she is she she really is a a Parkway Theater matron here, where she's done uh, ridiculous movies like Billy Madison, but also tons of music videos and also TV episodes. Can I'm gonna tell you this? This woman worked with some of the top bands of the '90s, and and maybe even yeah, I guess I guess you'd say top bands. Byron, can you tell me some? Give me a guess. I mean, you're looking at the page, but tell me some that you think stick out to you uh, that oh. she worked with. Oh man, there's a whole lot of them. I'm just down here uh, looking at it. Uh, we got the Smiths. We got oh uh, yeah, well, Be- uh, Sonic Youth. Bet Mittler. Yep. Oh, look, new kids on the block. New oh, kids. That's, that's, that's the one I was waiting for. New kids, baby. <laughs> that's oh. it. Beastie Boys, <laughs> Lemonheads. Oh, there's a lot of good ones on here. And you know what? This woman did the video for Tone Loke's Wild Thing. I mean, she's she's that's legit. That's cred right there, right? Talented. Uh, talented. We. This is, uh, I mean, uh, we got. Oh, I'm gonna add. So Hanson, that's my wife's favorite '90s band. Beastie Boys in there. Indigo Girls. Depeche Mode. So I don't really know how she got into doing this movie. <laughs> Maybe she's friends with Adam Sandler, but she did like three movies, and then she did all these music videos. So it's, I mean, it's 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 kind of unique. It stands out to me among uh, directors of Hollywood movies. Maybe the '90s were different than what we're used to talking about now. Uh, I think we should get her. You know, she's still working. Uh, on 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 new new TV shows. I mean, you should get her as a guest down just to talk at the Parkway. That'd be great. I'd love to hear what this woman talk about her career. Yeah, she's certainly <laughs> got a very extensive career of just one or two episodes here and there on just a whole bunch of different TV series. Uh, just to name a couple, there's one for Grey's Anatomy. There's Ugly Betty. Uh, what's another one we got? Um, Santa Clara Diet. I think that was the one on Netflix. That's a great show. Yeah, it's a Netflix show. It's great. Uh, yeah, there's just a whole other one. Oh, there's another one for Empire. Yeah, there's a lot of different, lots and lots and lots of different uh, TV shows that she's been, uh, at least like one director on. Just a, or one episode, I should say. With Grey's Anatomy, though, it's a numbers game. I mean, everybody's directed an episode of that at some point, haven't they? I think there's about 10,000 different episodes yeah. of that show. My yeah, daughter's but on yeah, season 35 true. right now. But, yeah, but uh, the, yeah, I'd love to have her down to talk. I I could talk to this woman for for hours about Billy Madison. Well, but wouldn't you also talk to her about uh, some of these phenomenal bands from the 90s, or are you not that interested? <laughs> I'm very interested, but I would just talk to her about Billy Madison. Wow. I How wonder if she had this choice. <laughs> I would I would talk to her about her regret, her her deep-seated regret. <laughs> 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 like, did you really want to have a scene where, uh, you know, I don't know. There's just so much wrong in this movie nowadays. It just, it just is so. Well, let me, let me just ask you a little bit about that, Matt. What is yeah. your, like, give me your top two or three most uh, inappropriate scenes that would not make it into a current Hollywood movie? Well, first of all, let's just pop in real quick here and see. This is rated, uh, is it rated PG? PG-13, yeah. Um, 
I mean, I don't know. There's a scene where uh, Chris Farley sort of, you know, rocks back on the bus uh, on the bus and like looks up her skirt. I don't know if that's yeah. uh, if that's yeah. uh, appropriate for for anyone to be doing, but uh, not 13 year olds to be seeing. And I don't know, like the fact that she blows off his uh, his uh, his double dare boob touching scene is like ooh, I, that that could be that could land you in uh, that can land you some serious trouble. You know, I mean. Uh, rightfully so. So I, those two things stick out to me as like, uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, the rest isn't, the rest isn't, I mean, you know, the rest, he's just so juvenile that it just, it, I don't know. I, 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 can't, I can't. I can think of it. some things that people would get offended by with this movie and probably wouldn't oh. end up uh, being made today. Uh, what other ones? First biggest one that I don't think would happen. Um, I'm just thinking negatively here. I it, just trying to think the worst case scenarios of. Uh, I don't. I think people would get upset that he makes fun of a kid with a stutter. Yeah, could be. <laughs> I yeah. uh, I think I could see people getting really upset with something like that. Uh, another going back to something else. I don't think. I think people would get upset with the fact that he uh, that he peed his pants or that he made it look like he peed his pants. Hey. You think so? I think Byron so. Byron, your pants is cool. Consider me Miles Davis. I know. I, and that it does have, <laughs> that's another one of those lines that has just made it into the lexicon of things. But I get a weird feeling that something like that would not make it past any censors or producers nowadays. Yeah. I always think the uh, the scene where, you know, where they play uh, uh, I'm Not the One by the Cars and he's going through all the Valentines, it's a little creepy that... <laughs> like there's a yeah. you know there's like a ten year old girl making eyes at him, right before the uh, the teacher makes eyes at him. Oh yeah, yeah. I can totally see that. Yeah, uh, I mean it's just it's just such a weird situation to have a movie with a with an adult man in a first or second or whatever grade classroom. That that's that's the weird part there. I don't know. Uh, and then yeah. at the end of the movie when they're showing everybody hook up. Uh, you know, they've got like that the the one kid's mom is hooking up with two like yes, right, the nerds. Old boys and <laughs> yeah, and then his buddy's trying to hook up with some, you know, probably fourteen year old girl, and then probably yeah. none, none of that would make it these days. So then, just thinking out loud here, then let's say, I mean, inevitably, I think every single movie in Hollywood is going to be remade at least once. Uh. How would you envision a Billy Madison ever being remade? I mean, my my opinion is the the premise is so ridiculous. For, I mean, you could start at high school, but to go back to elementary school is so ridiculous that they're not going to make this again. So, you know, I think you're right. I, I don't. I don't. I think you're I don't right. See I can a see way. Him. Go, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say I could see a way. Where they could, you know, I mean, and it happens in a lot of movies where you have to go to high school and you're older or whatever, even 21 Jump Street or whatever, that kind of stuff. But, but to go, like, like they don't put, uh, they don't put, um, why am I Channing Tatum back in first grade, you know, to bust, like, whatever drug dealers? I mean, that's just not a thing. So I don't see that, I don't, I don't see a way it's going to happen, but yeah, it's tough for me to picture that. Yeah, you're true. It's, it's a very, this is, uh, now that I'm thinking about it more and more, this is a very, very uh, 90s-ish type scenario of a comedy where the, it really wouldn't be practical today. You wouldn't really see something like this. I could totally see something like um, them doing like a high school type thing where he's got to go back and get his GED or something 
or having to go through high school as some sort of bet. But uh, yeah, you're right. The whole first first through fifth grade type thing just seems kind of weird. Yeah, it's lightning I, in a bottle, my friends. Lightning, light, in a bottle. You're right. Lightning it is in a lightning bottle. in a bottle. Uh, that's a uh, a lot of why these movies they probably become like these cult classics, like Billy Madison or some of these other ones, and that's why they have such good lines. I mean, because they're that good. It, it was a different set. It was a different comic aesthetic. That's for sure. I mean, it was very. It was. It was so off. Random. Ch- random. Yeah. I mean, it was almost like they just took. Like ten or twenty, uh, you know, uh, uh, SNL sketches made them into a movie back then. I mean, if you look at uh, Black Sheep and um, Tommy uh, Boy, Tommy so. Boy, and these things, it's just so it's just so random and so different. I mean, nothing to me is like that at all. It's it seems so. I don't know. You know, you're uh, right. Uh, I can I, agree with that. It seems like a lot of these films that uh, have come out by Saturday Night Live. Writers and actors, they seem to kind of have this same type of thing where it is, like you said, just a bunch of almost sketches thrown together and they just have a loose thread going through it. Like you had mentioned, Tommy Boy is a good example of that. Um, just another one off the top of my head, um, Austin Powers is another one kind of like that. Where it's, yeah. uh, that one was done by Mike Myers, who was also on SNL. And it just. Yeah. It, while it does have a good overall theme and is written together as a story, it still uh, kind of just seems like a bunch of sketches thrown together. Well, and also, I think honey- this movie is even more so that way, though. Yeah, like it, it is almost like there are several moments in this movie where it's, you can just see them writing it and saying, like, what if we just had a penguin show up? <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, at least like Tommy Boy, they, you know, they try to adhere to at least a story structure from start to finish. This movie, you know, they just they were just shooting from the hip, which I think is part of the magic, right? It's just like they were just throwing shit at the screen and seeing if it turned out. You're right. It's they they wrote the punchlines and then they wrote the 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 scenes around the punchlines. Like they had the good setups, but it was just or I mean they had the good lines, but they just needed to write the setups around it. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um it is bizarro and I was going to say to add to the uh, the uh, um, Austin Powers, like, Honey, I Married an Axe Murderer, or whatever. I Married an Axe Murderer, or whatever oh, it's called. Oh, that's another good one, it's too. Also, I was also so thinking of uh, I was also thinking so of I Married an Axe Murderer. Like, another one. Coneheads. Coneheads is another classic. That That's uh, that's the, the SNL, totally an SNL sketch that turned into a movie. And it was like, hey, Lauren Michaels wants to make random shit on movie length. It's like, god dang, that's so weird. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. A good, Night good at the call. Roxbury. Remember that? Oh, one? Night oh, at Roxbury. There's another, is another good one. one. Yeah, no, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe these these movies did extend into the twenty, you know, two thousand in the twenty first century in the two thousands. But God, it feels so random. Anyway, uh, okay. Well, I uh, well, hold on one second here. I had I I don't know. Are we about done discussing this movie, the greatest movie of all time? Ward, are we, <laughs> we have we hit it all the highlights? You know, I could. Yeah, you know, I could go on for hours, uh, but I'll, I will spare everyone that and just say that I think I am I'm newly uh, motivated after doing this podcast that when the Parkway comes back on that glorious day, soon after, I think we're going to have to have a Billy Madison screening, and I, I expect to see both you guys there. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe. Here's a, here's a thought, and I, I will try to be more positive if this happens, but maybe that will be 
the inaugural live show of the Parkway Theater podcast, where we hype the audience up to what an amazing movie they're about to see, uh, preferably as they drink two or three custom cocktails <laughs> to prepare themselves. <laughs> and then they're all disappointed to find out it's actually a one-man performance of Billy Madison by me. <laughs> it's, it's just Ward. <laughs> it's a one-man show. doing all the characters. <laughs> Yeah, that would be fantastic. You know, twenty-seven dollars a ticket to get in. Well, okay, well, let's transit. But this guy can sleep over in my room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's let's. Uh, okay, well then, that's that's fantastic. So why? I mean, you said when the when the theater comes back on that glorious day. Why don't you tell us in the meantime what is coming up, uh, both digitally, virtually and uh, possibly live streaming events from the Parkway Ward? Well, we've got uh, uh, virtual cinema still happening. Uh, if you want to support the Parkway, go to theparkwaytheater.com, and there's a whole line of independent films, that much more highbrow films than Billy Madison, so please check those out. And we just recently had a great artist, Lissy, who came in and did a live stream performance. It was amazing, and that performance is still available to purchase if you go to theparkwaytheater.com as well. And uh, we've got a few other surprises coming up, but I nothing that I can announce just yet. So, Byron, what do you got coming up? Uh, let's see. Coming up on the Fun V podcast, we have, uh, let's see, we're still doing our Bond series, and uh, the next one in line i believe at the time of this recording will be the spy who loved me uh which i think is a very good classic and very good memorable one and uh that's all we have for the fun v podcast yeah it's uh we need to really step it up and get through these things so we can uh you know uh i mean we have nothing but time here in the in the covid uh crisis so uh there's a lot of these bond movies and and uh has there been a new release date does any does either of you know a new release date for uh, No Time to no Die. No Time to Die got moved up a little bit. But I think it was only just a couple of, I think it was just a week or something like that. But uh, other than that, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's still into, into the November yeah, time range. So, yeah, I'm seeing so we'll it's see. going to be, uh, oh, where is this here? Yeah, it's still going to be like November. Now it's going to be early November, I think. Yes. Well, I'm going to ask you guys before we sign off here, uh, what do you think about uh, uh, you know the deal between... Um, between well, uh, AMC and uh, why am I blanking? Uh, AMC and Universal, and uh, and the fact that maybe some of these, some of these, some of these uh, movies like Tenant and whatnot might be released internationally before we get to see them in the U.S. That is a major shift in the the studio's marketing uh, uh, strategy because the U.S. is the biggest audience worldwide. Is that is that a deal to the Parkway Ward? I mean, to, even to your like you know your appreciation of uh, movies in the u.s or what are you thinking uh you know i don't have a problem with that i mean i'm sure you know obviously when a movie like that comes up we want to be the first ones to see it but um you know i don't have issue with something being released overseas first for me personally i'm much more concerned when i see movies just bypassing theatrical and going straight to video on demand that's as a as a movie theater owner that's a little bit of a scary proposition to see if those type of releases are going to be successful yeah i mean uh, i think mostly you're talking about mulan which will be released on disney plus for 30 dollars uh, to rent only actually it's the highest uh, ticket price or rental price on a streaming platform so far announced uh, trolls trolls world tour was 1999 i believe 
Uh, we, we did rent that in our house because we couldn't have a choice to go to a movie. But uh, yeah, $30 is what Mulan is going to be. And I don't, I don't know how many other movies have announced that, but it is, it is a threat to the theater industry. And I think people should be going to the theater. It's so much more fun. Yeah, I sure. agree. I don't don't rent Mulan. Um, and then I, at the same time, I'm telling you to go to the ParkwayTheater.com and watch virtual cinema. <laughs> yeah, well, those those are uh, those are movie makers who don't have a larger a larger audience. Uh, they can't reach a larger audience without a virtual release. But Mulan, obviously, Disney has all the moolah. The moolah, and they put the moolah in Mulan, and that and that's that's my final word. <laughs> well, okay. As always, if you'd like to reach out to the Parkway Podcast and talk to us, you can reach us at parkwaytheaterpodcast at gmail dot com, or give us a call at six one two two one seven two five two zero and leave a voicemail. If you enjoyed this episode, coming up next, we'll be discussing Captain Fantastic, the twenty sixteen movie starring Vigo. That's right, Mortensen. Gotta love him. For Warden Byron, I'm Matt from the Parkway Theater Podcast, signing out. We'll see you soon down at the theater. Big freak.